unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. couple of cool things uh, that some of you are aware of. Uh, I did have a conversation with a gentleman from the New York Times about a piece um, talking about how it is working in retail. So I'm not sure when that's going to drop. It's the, the focus isn't all the retail war zone. I'm just part of a big story that they're doing. So I, and one day I had an interview with the New York Times and, you know, an hour later I had an interview with Vox. Uh, talking about, you know, customers that are complaining about how um, things are being locked up, lack of staffing, all this other stuff. So it was cool. I haven't got the word yet, you know, that the articles are complete. Um, When I do, I will post them. Also, too, Blame Tag is blowing up all over social media for his uh, J.K. Rowling sink the yacht, please orcas movement. So that was really, really cool. Um, that was great. Oh, Mad Dog, you talked to him today? Cool. Uh, blame Tag, Did you did as well, correct? I offered to Cranky, too. I don't know if she was going to do it or not. And I offered to uh, Philly Essential. I don't know if he did or not either. You know, it would be kind of cool that, um, you know, when when Irish emailed me about it, you know, the New York Times is a big deal. I mean, that that's that's a huge, huge deal. Just even a blurb in there with a link to the podcast could do a whole lot of good or damage, however you want to look at it. So it, it would be interesting. So there was that. And and like I said, I owe all this to Irish. You know, he, he as he moderates on Reddit, comes across these things. He does the vetting and whatnot. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And then he's like, you're not going to believe this. Here's this other person. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's always fun doing that and give your, you know, two cents, so to speak, as Mad Dog put. And I will say, I was just telling Irish before the stream, you know, one thing that I brought up was, you know, when the job numbers come out, what they do is they break it up in all sorts of different categories. So you, the two categories that were really most important to me, you know, because a lot of these journalists, I don't think really, I mean, they don't know who we are, but we do try to source data for the show. It's not like we're just making shit up. Uh, There's two um, statistics. One is a quit rate, and the other, obviously, is unemployed by business sector. So in the quit rate, the number one quit rate that's way above the national average is leisure and hospitality. Number two is retail. It is exactly the same in unemployed individuals. Same order. And, you know, telling these reporters and journalists, it's like, hey, you realize what the correlation is there, right? It's the two businesses with the lowest pay that have to deal with the most customers and the most people. Shocking, right? Go figure. Science. So, uh, having said that, uh, Irish, do you have any words before we get into the meat and potatoes here, sir? No, I'm looking forward to uh, the debate on uh, leadership and what it is and what it isn't. Um, but you're right. Uh, it's it's great to see a bit of attention again from uh, the kind of more mainstream kind of uh, media, especially the New York Times. They We haven't really had anyone uh, reach out since oh, the whole quiet quitting thing. So it'll be good to get a blurb in there and uh, kind of see if that um, gets a bit of traction uh, to the good work that you do. Well, let me ask, how come you don't contribute? Is it just because you're overseas and and you don't want to or what? Yeah, generally speaking, uh, they're not interested, actually, because I'm overseas. Uh, They're only interested Ah. in in their. uh, Yeah. So a lot of those uh, things, they have to be working in the U.S. or living in the U.S. or something like that. So uh, generally speaking, that's the reason. Well, we do thank you for what you do. It's it's amazing. Uh, You know, you you'll send me these things and I'm just like scratching my head. I'm like, what? Oh, okay, I'm down. Um, blame takes us Irish. Are we allowed back on Reddit yet? I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm not getting into that fucking drama on Reddit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's drama on Reddit, just like there's drama on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, Reddit is probably going to go public uh, in the next oh, year or so, and they're over the API yeah. bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. So, so do I you don't run really that give thing? A shit. Yeah. Do you run that thing? I mean, is there anybody else that operates over there other than you? There is one other, but I'm the active one. 
so uh, it's it, it's getting a bit big now. When I started, like, I, I I think you know you and that's how you and I kind of uh, first conversed on that. I was only on it about a week, and and it was like ten thousand people now. Now it's like eighty thousand. So it's 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 kind of grown. It has, but oh. but I think you know Reddit is going to 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 suffer an ugly demise, and they've uh, kind of yeah. they've kind of done that to themselves. Yeah, um, they're all imploding in themselves. I don't know where we're going to end up or where I'm going to end up because I'm getting sick of all of them. <laughs> you know, well, I just, yeah. I just, the one thing I noticed is, you know, the the I guess the CEO or whatnot was talking about how the moderators are, and I know this isn't you because you're you're lenient and you follow rules, but you know, a, a lot of the mods in those communities are straight up assholes. I mean, if if you just mention something they don't like, goodbye. Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm a little bit like that. But at the reason, like we, we, like I just, I have a zero tolerance for people that abuse uh, retail workers in in comment sections and shit like that. I just, you know, not oh. interested. But you know, um, also, also well, real quick, uh, PSA from Hero who lost her Facebook account to some Chinese hacker. Change oh, your sure. passwords. It was it's terrible. I mean, I, I I dug into it as much as I could. They went as far as erasing everything. So because you're able to download from Facebook your profile activity and and data and whatnot, <laughs> they went in and erased it all. And it sucks because you know she had a lot of pictures and stuff on there. Um, terrible. You know we tried to do the ID thing, and uh, it, it it was bad. A Facebook is is the book of face where I try to keep up with people from high school and stuff because you know they're not on the the Twitter or whatnot and and really guys I haven't been on Twitter all that much I mean I, I follow you guys you know basically like a circle uh, I look at wrestling news UFO news um, and that's about it so that's all I do on, on Twitter and as you guys have seen I've been posting a lot of memes um, you know to kind of lighten the mood because everything's so serious but having said that. Tonight's topic is leadership. Now, before I get there, this is important. And blame tag, I've been lazy. I haven't changed the thumbnail. However, we do have a sponsor that continues. The serving times, as if customer service wasn't ridiculous enough, uh, link to this fine literary workshop in the description of the video down below. Please check it out. And he is now like... The Orca Whisperer. That's all I'm going to say. Also, too, if you're so inclined, subscribe. You don't have to. Don't care. Don't make money on it. Don't matter. But if you want to keep up with what we do when we do it, hit the button, the bell, etc. And we'll go from there. So, leadership. Now, full disclosure, and I, I just want to get this out of the way. You know, for those of us who've been a manager, I believe that we're all guilty of a lot of this early on in our management careers. Nobody's perfect. Okay. I know as going through all this stuff, I'm guilty. You know, you start out as a new manager. You're like, Oh, you got the world by the balls and whatnot. And, and you overwork yourself and, and you're not doing the things you really need to do, but you get older and you get wiser. And then hopefully you have mentors and you, you learn what it really is though. Okay, TM Lens, if you're perfect, amen. Love you for it. Please tell us the way. So anyway, you know, I'm guilty of some of these things. A lot of us are, okay? So this isn't, you know, just piss and vinegar. We, we, we've, we've all done this. So, so I've got some stuff to go through, and we're going to go through the negative first. We're going to go through what leadership isn't because – what leadership is is actually pretty simple, but there's so much that goes into the bad side. And before I do that, Iris, do you have anything you'd like to add before I start? <laughs> no, this sounds like you're winding up. I'm not going to get in the way. All right, here we go. So uh, all the sources that I pulled this from tonight are in the description of the video down below. And we're going to start with Lolly Daskal. And their article on what leadership is not. Every leader is unique, although there are some common threads. In some ways, leadership is easier to define by talking about what it isn't. Hence what we're doing now. Number one, leadership is not about you. 
It's about your followers, your employees, and your team. The best leaders devote almost all their energy to inspiring and empowering others. Taking care of their people is a big part of being a leader. Leadership is not about power. Leadership naturally comes with power, but to lead people with character and engender trust isn't compatible with being primarily concerned with acquiring and using power. The most powerful leaders are those who earn trust and stay trustworthy. Leadership is not about telling and controlling. Leadership will always involve some degree of telling people what needs to get done. But the best way to make that happen is by helping others figure out what needs to be done on their own. It's about guiding, mentoring, and coaching, not telling, controlling, and micromanaging. Leadership is not about doing everything yourself. The best leaders know they can't meet their goals alone. They need the right people to do the right things. Leadership means delegating to the right people to get the job done right. Leadership is not about doing all the communicating. Great leaders are almost always great communicators, but more importantly, they're great listeners. They don't interrupt or talk over others. They listen more than they speak. And they know that the most basic of all human needs is the need to understand and be understood. The best way to understand people is to listen to them. Leadership is not about always feeling confident. Like everyone else, leaders don't always have their confidence. They have uncertainty and doubts, as we all do. Some people think of that as something to hide or bluff their way through. But leaders are the strongest when they demonstrate transparency and vulnerability. Traits that equal truth and courage. They may not be comfortable, but they're certainly not weakness. And from the same source, leadership is not about having all the answers. We may be comforted by the idea that a leader knows everything, but the truest leaders bring people together to find the answers through collaboration. Leadership is not about demeaning others. You don't have to look very far to find someone in authority talking down to people who work hard, disrespecting people who make mistakes, or even bringing racism and other biases into their interactions with others. That behavior is never acceptable. It is unworthy of anyone who wants to be known as a leader. Leadership will always be focused on treating others with respect and reverence. Leaders don't alienate. They encourage. Leadership is not about taking credit. Successful leaders know nothing is achieved on its own. Things happen when a group of people come together to make something work. Leaders should take a little more than their share of the blame when things go wrong and a little less than their share of the credit when things go well. Leadership is not about deflecting personal responsibility. Leadership doesn't deflect accountability. If anything, it increases it. If it is up to be, it is up to me. The moment you take responsibility is the moment you have stepped into your leadership. Lead from within. There are many things that leadership isn't and many things that leadership is. It's up to us to become the kind of leader who chooses well. So, next is from the business training experts. Uh, Link in the description. Characteristics of a bad leader that can harm your organization and what to do about them. Bad leaders can damage even the best organization, but what makes a leader bad? In many cases, it's simply a factor of great employees being promoted into leadership positions without the background or experience required to help them excel in those positions. That's a common situation facing many organizations. A bad leader in many cases is simply a factor of great employee being promoted into leadership position without the background experience or training to help them excel. Unfortunately, while it's good to promote from within, it's not good to do so without planning to prepare new supervisors and managers with the right leadership training and information to help them excel in their new roles. Failing to do so sets the stage for a host of issues that can hamper productivity, engagement, and your bottom line. While leadership matters, leadership is important in any organization. Employees need direction, support, coaching, and counseling to perform effectively in their roles and achieve organizational objectives. Effective leaders ensure that employees know, specifically, what's expected of them. They provide employees with feedback and direction, and they establish an environment of trust, respect, and collaboration to keep lines of communication open. Ineffective leaders can do considerable damage, from negatively impacting productivity to driving employees away because of lack of engagement, trust, and support. Poor performance, poor product, or service quality, and turnover are some of the most common outcomes of bad leadership.
characteristics of a bad leader, poor communication. Poor communication is a classic sign of poor leadership. Poor communication is exhibited through employees not understanding what is expected of them, frequent mistakes or low-quality output, and unhealthy conflict. Ineffective leaders fail to clearly convey expectations or provide good feedback. Lack of integrity. Leaders who lack integrity have a significant negative impact on trust. In addition, their lack of integrity can influence those around them. This can lead to a culture of dishonesty that threatens your company's reputation. Employees look to their leaders to set an example for their own behavior. Poor integrity sets a very bad example. Indecisive. When leaders are indecisive, they are unable to provide clear and consistent direction to employees. Employees don't know what they should do or what the standards of performance are. They're unclear about how to perform their work, leading to low productivity, errors, and poor customer service. Resistance to change. Change is a constant in today's global and increasingly competitive business environment. The pandemic certainly taught us that. Ineffective leaders are resistant to change, wanting to continue to do things the way they've always done them, despite external evidence and pressure to change to be more innovative and competitive. Poor conflict resolution skills. This is huge. Conflict is inevitable in any business setting. Ineffective leaders, unfortunately, have poor conflict resolution skills that can result in damaged relationships among employees and even with customers or clients. Lack of accountability. Ineffective leaders fail to hold themselves or their employees accountable to achieve desired goals or to produce high-quality work. Lack of accountability leads to low productivity, low quality, and poor service. Ultimately, the company's ability to achieve its goals is affected, leading to lost opportunity and potentially damage to the brand. Ineffective listener. When leaders are poor listeners, they are unable to leverage the value of employee input that could alert them to emerging problems or new opportunities. Ineffective listeners often miss key cues that could help them build better relationships and motivate their staff members. So there's that. And this is from CQNetC. The dark side of leadership, how bad leaders can destroy organizations and undermine their followers. And this was, this was a big one. I was like, wow, okay. The dark and destructive side of leadership. Destructive leaders exhibit certain personality traits. These include narcissism, hubris, and Machiavellianism. Organizations should ensure such individuals do not gain power positions. So, here we go. Narcissism. Narcissistic leaders show high degrees of self-love and tend to be self-absorbed, entitled, and arrogant. Hubris. Leaders exhibiting hubris have an excessive sense of self-worth and tend to be overly confident and proud. Machiavellianism. Leaders have the desire to gain personal power and are cunning, manipulative, and hungry for influence. I'd never seen this before. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, this is it. So, Describing them a little further, narcissistic individuals tend to be arrogant, self-absorbed, feel entitled, and are hostile. They exhibit a high degree of self-love, believing that they are special and entitled to praise and admiration. However, this exterior is characterized by a shallow self-concept as they tend to view others as inferior to themselves, often being insensitive and hostile towards others. They tend to interpret information with a self-serving bias, and their decisions lean towards enhancing their own reputation rather than the good of others. Hubris is characterized by an excessive sense of self-worth. Leaders with a high degree of hubris tend to have excessive pride and overly confident with regard to their knowledge, skills, and abilities. They perceive themselves as much more positive than a realistic assessment shows. Because of this excessive sense of self-worth, they tend to be very defensive when they receive critical feedback. Mm -hmm. In fact, they tend to question the competence of the evaluator and devalue negative evaluations. One of the negative consequences of hubris is that these leaders tend to engage in irrational decision-making because of the inflated view they have of themselves. This can lead to financial losses for the firm. Machiavellianism is derived from the author Machiavelli, who wrote The Prince, a 16th century guide on how to gain power and prestige. Individuals who score high on the Machiavellianism tend to be cunning, manipulative, and will use whatever means necessary to gain political power. Despite the age of the book, many of the lessons are topical, encouraging leaders to lie, manipulate, and forcibly persuade others towards the mission of the leader. Typically, the mission is designed to serve the needs of the leader rather than the community. Leaders who are Machiavellian are politically oriented and seek control over their followers. They are also skilled in impression management techniques with a natural talent for influencing others. Uh-huh. 
then let's talk a little bit about what it is. So qualities of leadership. This is from the Investors Bank. Your good qualities are honesty, efficient communication, knowledge, consistency, visionary outlook, selflessness, courage, and willpower. Um, selflessness kind of speaks for itself. The base and the heart of leadership quality is selflessness. The leader should set his objectives without being selfish and self-centric. The other two elements that a leader should have along with selflessness is our character and knowledge. Leaders by the energy of their character get the job done by managing people suitably and on the ground of their knowledge decides what to do in any circumstance. A sheer character not assisted by knowledge puts a ceiling in a leader's capability. Two, courage. The most astonishing human quality that a leader must retain is the courage to face the situations and take responsibility for success and failure of the decision taken by him or by his, her team members. A good leader is the one who has the courage to take responsibility for a failure, but gives credit to his or her team when it succeeds. Three, willpower. Willpower is a quality which is uniformly required in all prominent leaders. Thousands of difficulties emerged and failures took place while executing plans. A good leader should have strong willpower to face hurdles instead of getting disappointed with failures while implementing the plans. The strong willpower of a leader boosts his or her teammates' willpower and encourages them to give their best. Efficient communication. Good communication is the key to become an admirable leader. The logic behind it is clear. The leader carries all types of leadership qualities. Yet if he fails to communicate properly, he will never be an admirable leader. Knowledge. Leaders learn by way of their exertions, which build up their knowledge. They intensify their experience by working in the department of work, which can't be interchanged by any device. A leader is also enforced to have a knowledge of handling people, although appropriate knowledge of job also strengthens the confidence level of the leaders. Honesty and integrity are the priceless assets of a leader and treated as the most commendable attribute of a leader. The leader should be honest with both his employees and the management of the organization. A leader should always keep their integrity above all else, as once it ruins, it gets lost forever. Consistency. Your leadership effectiveness without consistency is illogical. The path of every leader is rare to oneself. Consistency helps in attaining a leadership position. However, it is not the only approach for effective leadership. It works along with other aspects of good leadership quality. A good leader can correct the rough spots, but never let their team confuse by displaying inconsistency in his or her decisions. And then finally, visionary outlook is one of the unique traits of a leader that must be competent to look further where the company is standing today, recognize where the business is moving, and use that perspective to run the company ahead. And then, some quotes. Without initiative, leaders are simply workers in leadership positions. No man will make a great leader who wants to do it all himself or get all the credit for doing it. That's Andrew Carnegie. One of the most important leadership lessons is realizing you're not the most important or the most intelligent person in the room at all times. A leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say we did it ourselves. So there. Um, Iris, do you have anything to add while I look at the comments? Um, I think it's interesting that it is easier to point out what it isn't than what it is. It's it, it's counterintuitive. Usually, it's uh, it's easier to kind of um, define something as what it is. Um, uh, I will say as well that I've worked for Big Box and Little Box and a few things in between, and basically there 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 isn't any program and some of the big box stores do have kind of programs to train their managers that encourages what you just described there uh, anything to do with leadership it's like if you if you develop these skills in retail in my experience it's uh, it's something along the lines of the hunger games you basically you went in there and you learned it yourself you know through trial and error um because there's no, they don't encourage good leadership in retail, in my experience. It's uh, that there's, you know, but in terms of, um, I've seen a couple of different um, traits there that you that you uh, named out, like, you know, the Machiavellian, the narcissist and stuff like that. Very common. Um, the Machiavellian is the most uh, dangerous 
Yes. Uh, they're the ones that will uh, stab you in the back. Walk, you know, they they won't. The, the Machiavellian ones are the ones that uh, that they'll cut payroll by thirty percent and they won't even bat an eye. You know, um, and the narcissists are the ones that are cheering them on, going, "Oh, don't worry, I'll grind even harder." You know, because they just they're the loudest uh, in the room and they want to make a name for themselves. And they usually do the the kind of the uh, dog work of the um, Machiavellian kind of leaderships. But yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. And um, yeah, it's mostly it's mostly done badly in retail. It's terrible. Yeah. And and there's something I want to touch on here. Uh, TM Lens had posted. Um, I completely agree on promoting from within. You want to do it, but being a good employee doesn't always equal a good leader. You need to develop people who want to move up before you move them up. That is correct. Now, there's a few there's a few aspects to that, you know, that kind of stick with me. And part of being a good leader is identifying talent, okay? Because that, that's part of the leadership thing. You know, technically speaking, as a manager, you're always told, hey, always be training your replacement. That's that's what you do is you you build people up to take your job when you go away. You know, you can give them, you know, props saying, hey, this is the perfect replacement or whatnot. But however, you got to be real careful about how you judge people and and how you determine who are you grooming. Okay, because there's a skill level and there's a talent level involved. You can't take somebody that's kind of your buddy or whatnot. And, and it's cool and groom them and put them in a position to kind of like tell people what to do via you kind of like an extension of your management style when they can't hang. All right. It, it, and, and it's not that person who's kind of been thrown in that position's fault It's the person who decided this was a good idea. You know, you've got to have the, the mindset of, picking the right people to do this. You can't pick timid people. You can't pick people who haven't been here that long or, or things like that. You have to be really, really, you know, dig deep to find out who's the person that you're going to take under your wing to replace you when you're gone. And if you're not careful about how you do that, not only do you damage your own reputation, you hurt that person's reputation without them even knowing it. They're just following along blindly or whatnot, and you've set them up to fail because you should have known better. That wasn't the way to go about it without teaching, training, mentoring, and knowing 100% sure this person could step into your role, period. That's way poor leadership because if you cannot identify the talent around you that could replace you or supplement you, dude, ladies and gentlemen, that person has no business taking anybody under their wing, period, ever. You have to be able to identify talent. They have to be top tier at what they do. They have to communicate well. They have to hang with everybody there no matter how long they've been there or how little they've been there. You have to do what's right for business, okay? And if you are not going through that checklist saying, okay, this person can do this, 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 I trust, no, it's it's foolish. And, and, and you have failed as a leader because not only are you setting that person up for failure, you should be ashamed for putting them in that position, period. Uh, TM Lynn says, 100% in my previous life in big box, I developed three straight employees into promotion opportunities when they moved. That's That's the key. But you have to be able to identify the talent and you have to do it objectively. It has to be based on pure, raw talent and skill, not because they're nice, not because you like them, not because they like you. Because at that point, you're building clicks. You're not you're not building business. All right. You, you, you just can't do that. So. Um, and hero says, and a leader should be able to lead a flock as well as a single duck in a row. That is correct. Leadership. I, there was some stuff that we covered through the material I pulled up. You take accountability. Okay. You, if your crew fucks up, you don't say, Hey, so-and-so didn't do this after I told them, or I told so-and-so to do this and they did something different. No, 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 you don't. You say, you know what? 
my bad. I didn't follow up with them. I didn't make sure they understood what as a leader, you take the heat for that. And then if your crew does great, you don't take credit for that either. You give the credit to the crew. That's the biggest thing. You cannot, the work that you do is not a competition with your people. Your job is to get your people elevated to a point that they can do the same work you do and excel or do more. You know, if you're having to look at yourself and say, hey, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, and they didn't do such and such, that's not leadership. It goes back to the quote about, you know, it's just an employee with a title. And that's what destroys, you know, teams. That's not that's not a team environment. That's not getting people on board. It's as a leader, it's never, ever, ever supposed to be about you. And like I said, not throwing stones here because we're all guilty. It, and I think all of us when we were younger managers, it was all about, well, fine, this they, they're not gonna get it done. I'm gonna do it all myself. Blah, 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 blah. You know, big er. But that's not leadership. We're all guilty. I'm sure we've all done it, okay, myself included. But if you can't learn and you can't take criticism or conversations to better yourself, then get out of the way. Irish? Yeah, there's a a lot I want to say on the topic, but um, I'm trying to just keep on the same track as yourself. But uh, what I'll say is that um if if you're a good leader the job is easy mm-hmm. all right um because i've done it poorly and 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 just as you described there like you know i just made up the difference by grinding myself and doing 90 hours a week and that was piss poor leadership uh, and i learned over time how to do it right um but unfortunately some people make the mistake of of uh you know, looking for a promotion and they, they, they look at the, the manager there that may be a good leader and thinking they can do that job. But they don't appreciate that the job might be appear to be easy for them because they've got everything under control. And when they take the reins, they don't do the things uh, that, that that leader would do. One of the most important ones is listening to feedback from your staff. Yes. You know, if you keep getting into no, it, conflict is normal in the workplace. But right. if you keep getting into the same conflicts all the time, there's a pattern. Something's wrong. It's systematic. And it's probably you. You know, and if you have employees that are coming to you with the same problems over and over again, that's something that you need to solve. And if you don't address those things, you know, it, it uh, it's, it's a sign of um, poor leadership. And of course, then, Sometimes people get into the, the leadership positions because uh, and maybe they lose their mojo, you know, and then they start to do things like they withdraw from the job. They just they just delegate everything and then they piss off to the other side of the store and, you know, they don't really do much, uh, much else. Or they spend most of their time just, you know, chatting up, you know, wh- whoever they fancy in the store. They go out for smoke breaks or whatever the case may be, you know, and and then that reflects on the team. And over time, then, you know, you get morale goes to shit stuff stops getting done and that's where leadership then affects the store then affects the customers and basically leadership can tank a store you know it's that important you're you're correct that that is that spot fucking on uh i I was like you were saying i'm like wow okay yeah because here's the thing you know the concept of team is exactly that team team and you know it's and there has to be consistency within what you do you can't say one day hey we're going to cruise or the next day we're not and you 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 just can't man You, you have to have some sort of standard that you keep that yes there's flexibility i mean look this is retail look they're going to be easy days and they're going to be hard days. But as a leader, you have to be able to navigate those and make it the best for everyone involved. 
you know, it's it's like, is the workload heavy? Well, hey, we're going to, it's like I have said numerous times, the most successful I ever was as a store manager was having an, an agreement with my team. Now, you guys have heard me say from the very beginning of the retail war zone, any success I ever had was due to the team, not me, not me going doing it by myself. It was me teaching people, me getting the right teams together, and letting them be the best version of them, okay? But here's the thing. You, the, the agreement I had with my team was like, hey, look, there's some days we're not going to do hardly anything. And that's cool. Let's enjoy that while we can. But when it gets hard, let's go. It's go time. The problem is when you don't, stay consistent with that and you don't clarify what those things are, your team pulls away because you're not leading and you're not saying we need to do this. And this is because when the perception becomes they're making us do these things just because they're in charge, instead of giving us a logical reason as to why you lose the respect of your team and it happens fast. I've watched it happen real fast. It can only take 48 to 72 hours before a supervisor loses the respect of their team. I've watched it happen in real time. And, you know, issues get brought up to these kind of leaders and they ignore it. You know, oh, I've been doing this. I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not how it works. We're not perfect, man. We all fuck up. Okay. I am not perfect. And just yeah, like I say, it, if I don't want to do the job as a manager, you walk away. I, I walked away. I'm not a manager. You know, do what's right for you, but do what's right for the business. And if you want to stick with what you're doing, fucking do it right. Quit pussyfooting around. Fucking do it right. Go ahead, Arsh. I, I was going to say that this um, is maybe a bit of a, a, a depressing uh, segue, but... In my experience, I've never seen this uh, resolve itself. Uh, almost always when you have poor leadership, they end up leaving or getting fired because um, it's very difficult to turn around. Once you've lost the team, once they've lost respect for you, it's very, very difficult to turn around. You'd have to work hard. And, and you, you, honestly, you'd have to go back. You, you'd have to gather them around and say, look, guys, I, I fucked up. And that takes, uh, again, that's an example of good leadership. It's probably something they don't have. But, you know, you have to own up. I Man, I learned that really early on. I was very lucky to learn. Just when you fuck up, put your hands up and say, shit, my bad. If you, yeah. you need to learn that quick. There's nothing more frustrating. And it's a very, very poor example of, or good example of poor leadership, rather, um, when, when they don't own up to mistakes. Yeah. And say, I screwed up. And, and and that goes so that that's a, that goes a long way. That's a huge. If if you pulled your team together and said, you know what, guys, gals, I'm sorry, I haven't been giving myself to you like I should. I haven't been teaching or training or mentoring you. My bad. I'm sorry for for everything that's went on. Can we kind of like clean the slate and start anew today? And 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 let's kind of get down what our path is going to be. That you're 100% right, Irish. Sometimes you just have to suck it up and do that. And it sucks, okay? It, do, it does. I've had to do it, all right? But that's what needs to be done. Or you wind up costing the company you work for because you've pissed people off and they all quit. They got to turn around, hire more people. They get pissed off. They quit. And the cycle repeats. And you're costing the company money having to turn these employees right you know be be clear in your direction it, can i ask you on the subject of leadership you yes. you were in uh kmart right correct right uh what in terms of promotions in kmart uh you know was it uh was it hr that that would kind of like uh sign off on promotions and say, yeah, this person is, is no. fit for a promotion. All right. No. If uh, anything, Kmart was 
oh, I really like this person. They're my friend. Ah, it's I even worse. Them. Nepotism. Because you right. have to remember, at that point, <laughs> the wheels were coming off the wagon at Kmart at that point mm-hmm. in time. So it was Katie bar the door. They could do whatever they wanted. But right. Um, right. to be honest with you, you know, it, it it's varied from business to business. I mean, there's some that HR was involved, and in, and in, in, in there was a system of checks and balances you had to go through. Some, it was just you were in tight with the manager, and you're like, hey, I need this person to get promoted. And they're like, okay, whatever. You know, and, and it's, it's, it, it's crazy, you know, that it happens to be that way. And, um, but no, Kmart's poor example hours because that, that company, it was off the rails at that point. <laughs> right. Well, the reason that, like, uh, because I, I think they've shied away from it in recent years because I think, um, there was an underappreciation for a long time about the soft skills. And you mentioned an awful lot of them. Leadership is almost all soft skills. You know, if there's very little you can print off and report and say that's a good leader, you know. But that's a lot of the time. Um, it was popular in the, in the definitely started in the 70s, 80s, and most of the 90s, where like your KPIs were got you promoted. And right. You know, so now some companies stuck with that stupid model. And I don't know if you ever heard of the Peter principle, but it's essentially robbing Peter to pay Paul. No, the Peter principle is uh, it's essentially uh, it's easy to understand. You get promoted to the point where you're incompetent. Okay, so let's say, you know, you're you're a great cashier. Right. That great cashier gets promoted based on their KPIs to supervisor. You're a great supervisor. You get promoted to assistant manager and so on up until you get the job you're no good at. You don't go any further, but you stay at that job. So you had a lot of companies that use this model without considering the soft skills, only using KPIs, who basically if you ever walked into a store or worked at a store even and you're like, how the hell do any of these people warrant their position where there is all incompetence where you get, you know, uh, managers that can't do uh, a schedule. You get you know, oh. supervisors that don't know how to um, don't know how to face off. You know, you get or, or you get, you know, people in, in who's managing the stock room that 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 don't know how to do a stock take basic stuff. It's because often this, that's why I asked you about Kmart because I know it failed. And I imagine it would be like yeah. Sears is probably a better example of a Same lot of companies that, that, that yeah, a, a lot of companies that went south uh, in the, so started going south in the 80s, 90s, had models like that. And it's just, uh, I've seen a bit of that too, where like, you know, people who got promoted to manager and they just got stuck there and it's just more expensive to try and fire them or get rid of them. If they do just enough to stay employed, they're just incompetent and it's just, it's very frustrating. Um, and they're kind of poor leaders by default. It's probably not necessarily their fault. Like, like some poor leaders are by design, like the Machiavellians and some right. of them are just fucking incompetent. They never should have got the job. Well, there, there's a comment that hero put that I wanted to bring up. Um, she said that her and I had a mutual store manager that at the time we were like, he never does anything, but in hindsight, he put the people in place. So the building ran on its own and he could handle angry customers. And I literally had a well shit moment years about it later. Yeah. You, that, and, and that's the thing, you know, there are some managers out there. Okay. That you look at and they're lazy, but years later you look at it and like, well, were they really, it seems like, they got all this shit figured out because they had very strong people in a lot of positions and handled it. And, 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 and that's the thing about this kind of business. It's always a learning experience, man. We we learn something new every single day. We're not perfect. Okay. None of us are, but for us older timers who've been in this business since we were 18, you compile knowledge and you compile experience and i once again will say this to i i'll stand on the tallest mountain and and scream this i've worked in a ton of different buildings i've worked with a ton of different people the faces and the names change but the personalities do not 
and that's what you gain from being in this business so so long and and it's a blessing and a curse it's a blessing if you're a manager and you have the ability to make change if you're not if you're just a lowly hourly whatever um it, it it's hard to watch it really is and you know the big thing about leadership is it's not you know to circle back it's not about you it's not about how much you can do it's not about how much you've done versus your team it's not about you know i've been doing this however long and and the other thing that that i've noticed with these kind of leadership issues is the quick turn on an employee who you think sucks you have an employee you bring them in you know you spend zero time with them i mean like zero you don't work with them to get them to a point where they're functional and it becomes oh they suck and you run them off well that's your employee and i've told the story about j bell at guitar center no man left behind and the point is when you bring somebody on and you're over that person, it is your job to spend every waking moment with that person until you can finally say, I've invested everything I can and they suck and they need to go. But when you do not do that repeatedly, you can't keep saying people suck because we're not hiring people they're plug and play. Not everybody can do the job. People have to be trained. They have to be taught. That's part of being a manager over a team is training them, legit training them, and altering your workflow and your schedule to work with them until the point you think they are actually really good to go on their own, not just because you don't want to deal with it. Because if you don't want to deal with it, get the fuck out of the way and let somebody else fucking deal with it. Make the right choice. Yeah, that, no, that's, I think, that, yeah, you summed it up pretty well there. Um, like, you know, like, le like leadership, you, you have several different, like, um, levels to it. Like, you know, I mean, even, even if you're only managing a small team, like that can have a huge impact. Uh, if you if if you are kind of not doing you know that role adequately, you know right. it, it it can it can fester and spread amongst the store. And before you know it, like you said, forty eight seventy two hours is enough sometimes for a store to turn <laughs> turn on you. You know, and oh uh, yeah, I've seen it know, happen uh, as quick as twenty four. I've seen it happen <laughs> as quick as eight. And I suppose the other thing I wanted to, like, you know, you mentioned, you touched on it there about, like, not everyone can do, like, you know, the job or certain jobs. Like, th that that's really, really important to, like, a, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of, even companies expect, you know, everyone to do the job at, to the same level. Well, like, we all right. know that's, like, like, I mean, look at merchandising prints. I guarantee you, in every place you worked, you knew exactly who your good merchandisers were and you knew where to put yep. them, you know, and you, you, you know who the best cashiers were and so on. But expecting, you know, them to interchange easily, you know, it, you know, that's an important soft skill as well. A lot, a lot of people don't understand that. They just think like, you know, they, 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 they look at the schedule and they see like they've got five bodies on for, for the closing shift. And, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've worked with people who were, who would get an aisle done uh, in half the time of a team sometimes, depending on who it is and the combination of uh, personalities. Go like it's re there's a lot of soft skills in there you have to consider. And, and, and very, very little kind of respect is given to that in retail, like of, of just how complicated running a team is, <laughs> you know, and, and making yep. sure that no matter what the skill level is, almost, um, I would find something that, a person can do in the store um, <clears throat> right. because it was, it, that, that was always important to me uh, was getting the most out of individuals and, and, and the team. But uh, you know, some poor leaders, they just, they expect everyone to do certain things to a certain level and it just demotivates them and you lose them, you know? Yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch on real quick before I get to the Twitter comments is uh hero had said, 
She goes, I have to say, Steve did a good job of getting the people in place to ensure people were trained towards the objective, too. Now, I have to say, as much as I hate my time there, I've talked about this before. The very first Hobby Lobby I ran, that staff to me still to this day, all these years later, was magical. I it, it was the perfect mix of getting to know your people, getting to know what they could do, and putting them in the right spot. And 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 that takes time. You have to learn people. But I've said before, I could have said, "Hey, look, you see that over there? Go kill." And they would have moved as an army. That is probably the pinnacle. Uh, to me and in, in my retail management performance because not only did I put together this team and have them dialed in it was also the district manager's home store so there was that pressure too and but it wasn't about me doing the job it wasn't about me saying hey get out of my way I can do this faster no no it, it was a unicorn store um, ev- all the pieces fell into place I led everybody to where they needed to be, and that was it. Now, I did have success at Dollar Tree with the same way. You know, um, Dollar Trees are challenging. You know, very little payroll. Um, but there is some smoke and mirrors to it, too. So uh, I'm not going to disavow that. You just smoke and mirrors in some of these businesses come from doing it for so long, and you figure out the tricks and the tips, just like video games. So. TM Lynn said, if someone puts legitimate effort in and reliably, is it work you need to find where you can use it? Exactly. You know, I've talked before on the channel about how you might hire somebody to be a cashier, and they are a terrible cashier, but you find out they're a good stalker. Go let them be. Let your people be good at what they're good at. Plain and simple. But anyway, so I want to get real quick uh, before we end up here. Uh, Last night I had posted, okay, leaning towards a full-blown war zone tomorrow. So I have a question for you all. What do you consider leadership to be as well as what it's not? Ready, set, go. So first we got stainless steel retail. A good manager will support their staff, take flack for them, step in to help when things get hectic slash problematic, and will also set reasonable expectations. Correct. Followed by, it's not like my manager going, don't tell me I don't need or want to know when useless colleague is doing something stupid or completely against policy that would get everyone in trouble. Then we have a good friend, H. I don't miss Apple retail. Leadership isn't about being the boss. Leadership is about being the lighthouse in a stormy sea. That is correct. Then our good friend Cranky. It's not sitting back and watching everyone else work while taking credit. It's getting in and getting dirty when needed. It's being kind and tactful even when needing to have difficult conversations. It's backing up your team. It's not putting all the responsibility on others. Oh, also leadership is confident, but not arrogant. Humble enough to take constructive criticism, but bold enough to push back when criticism is unfounded. Self-reflection is key. That's perfect, honestly. Then Blame Tag says, being present is a big part of leadership to me. Not every second of the day, but your team knowing you're there and knowing you support them is important. Back office managers are honestly the fucking worst. Yep. Then TM Lens from someone on senior leadership role, making my team jobs easier and making my boss look good, taking blame and giving credit. That's the huge one, taking blame and giving credit. That's how you build people up. It's not about what you do. It's about what your people do. And then Karen Harrison, a leader is willing to jump in and do what needs to be done, is willing to teach someone how to move up, recognizes when someone needs additional training, recognizes an employee's strengths and uses them. One more point, a leader recognizes and encourages leadership qualities in others, also tells the employee how they can improve in a useful and tactful way. That's 
people development. Um, and then I had zero real shing. It's to lead by example, not by command. It's to respect your workers, even if they're not in the same status as them, because at the end of the day, we are replaceable. I became a manager, and my coworker respect me because I don't throw my authority around like many others. To just command and boss around while watching them struggle is not something I would do. So that's kind of where we're at. Sitting at two minutes till nine. That's great. So right on time. Irish, your closing comment, sir. And it's less of a comment and more of a curiosity. Out of all of the, like you went over many negative traits uh, in leadership there. Do you have one that stands out to you like a, the biggest pet peeve that you have? Uh-huh. I sure do because I've done it. The work you do is not representative of your leadership. It doesn't matter how much you do. What you're gauged upon is how much your team does. And if you are using the work that you do to show how poor your team is, you got no business running the team. Your turn. Well, I've got like a tie. Well, one of them would be um, the inability to admit when they're wrong or made a mistake. That's yep. very that's, that's a big one. And the other one is far more common. It's more of an annoyance than anything else. Are, are the ones that uh, like champion themselves as leading from the front, you know, which is like sometimes you know can look like leadership, but yeah, more often than not, they're 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 not leading anything. They're just making up for poor management by you know, grinding, you know, twice as hard as the person next to them because they can't actually delegate for shit. Yeah. And and they're trying to make everyone else look bad because look, you know, you have to go faster than me or like they, they're always walking like, you know, at a faster pace and throwing. To, uh, that's just annoying. But, uh, but in terms of a, an actual trait, I think the inability to admit when you're wrong, we all make mistakes. I've fucked up daily, to be honest with you. But me I, numerous I, you times. Know, yeah. But, you know, but generally speaking, I'm pretty partial to go, shit, my bad. And I will apologize. And I have done. And sometimes I, you know, uh, you know, I do look like a complete ass. But, you know, I think it's better in the long run. Yeah. And and to your point, Hero just posted. And, and if you want to speak on this, please do. Turning a blind eye slash ear to the same feedback over and over from multiple sources. Yeah, that's just... More than likely, there's a couple of things that <clears throat> might be causing that, but more than likely, it's your your lack of backbone. You're 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 not capable of confronting the problem. It, well, especially if it's coming from uh, feedback from uh, employees to you. Like some problems, you can do nothing about because they come from corporate. But more often than not, I think the annoying ones are things that you can handle or should be handling in store. Uh, like you know, making sure that everyone understands what their role is everyone you know you're not letting anyone slack off or showing favoritism right um and that you're not using your position to basically do nothing um and and giving everyone else work and you are pissing off to do whatever you want to do in the back uh, you know I think uh, Blame Tag mentioned there about backroom managers. Like, you know, yep. <laughs> I think you mentioned once about some guy, one of your managers was playing, I don't know, it was a Mario Kart in the back. Room oh, yeah, like yeah. yeah. At, at home, yeah. He was sitting in my fucking office playing Switch while he was trying to command <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so like, you know, that that's, uh, yeah, that's just, and look, if you can't, if you find yourself in a position, perhaps you shouldn't have got in. It's probably time to, you know, to shit or get off the pot, you know, just, uh, you know, own up to your mistakes, get your team around to say, look, I fucked up. I, I, I wasn't pulling my weight or I, I didn't do what you, you should do. I'm going to do that from now on or go to your line manager and say, I can't do this. I'm going to, you know, man up and just say, I'm going to make things worse, not better. Just uh, put me back down to whatever the position was beforehand. Wow. You just gave me the perfect exit. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Um, we'll be back soon. 
like I said, I'm, I think I'm going to do Warzone once a month, and it'll get hit the audio side too. This this will go up tonight um, after I get done cooking and whatnot. It may go up tomorrow. It just depends. So it is what it is. I want to thank Irish for being here and taking time because it's late in Ireland. But having said it, everybody, to reference what he said, shit or get off the pot, rock star. We'll see you next time.